0: On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks finally managed to snap both their 11-game losing skid at home and their 8-game losing streak overall with a 5-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets on Friday night. I'll get into Patrick Kane's breakout performance, Alex Stalock's return between the pipes, and then I'll also get into a full preview of tonight's matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. All that and plenty more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you definitely got to be sure to go and check out Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. Every episode moving forward, folks, it's going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So... If you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It only takes two seconds to go and click that button. It's also 100% for free, and it really does help me out tremendously. Also, be sure to smash the like button down below on this video. And last, go and ring that bell. Turn on the push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up this morning, let's dive right into the Chicago Blackhawks 5-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets on Friday night. As I've already mentioned, to snap both their 11-game losing streak at the United Center, and their eight-game losing streak overall. And man, was this a much-needed offensive explosion in some ways for the Chicago Blackhawks. It was just the second time all month that they have scored more than three goals, and hey, they've actually won both times that they've done that. So when this offense can actually contribute with more than just one or two goals, uh, good things tend to happen for this team. And They've been able to take advantage of it. They were, uh, they did, I should say, on Friday night, getting back into the W column for the first time since December third. A nice little Christmas present to all us Blackhawks fans there on Friday night. And a big part of doing that, I believe, was finally scoring the opening goal of the game. How about that, Blackhawks fans? For just the sixth time this season, for the sixth time in 32 games to open up the year, the Blackhawks finally scored first on Friday night. That has just been an issue that has really plagued this team. I know that we've kind of been used to it at this point, but coming into Friday night's matchup, I think the Blackhawks had only scored first in 18% of their games on the season. Just absolutely blasphemous. That's something they certainly have to work on. This is not a team that's made up to be coming back night in and night out, to be fair. It's a team that's made up not to win. So maybe maybe that's all part of the plan. Um, but it was definitely nice to see the Blackhawks get off to a good start in this game on Friday night, jumping ahead. One of nothing is Patrick Kane kicked off the scoring with just his fifth goal of the season, if you can believe that Blackhawks fans and also his first in the last eight games. And Keener had been just beyond snake bitten in the past couple of weeks, uh, which had led to a bit of a dry spell for him, a rare dry spell, not too frequent that we see Patrick Kane go through, you know. Six, seven, eight game stretches like he did prior to this game against Columbus. So great to see him finally get one past a goaltender. It hasn't happened very often this season, but a nice shot to kick off the scoring in the first period against Columbus. And then later on in the first, he also made a great play to set up Max Domi for a one timer to put the Blackhawks ahead two to nothing. And it was all Hawks in that opening twenty minutes. I mean, it was definitely not a good look for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I get there. As injured as any team across the NHL right now, they kind of remind me of last year's Montreal Canadiens just banged up in every position and the roster that they have just really doesn't stand a chance. So given how Columbus played on Friday night and also all the injuries they have, it shouldn't be any surprise that they're right there in the mix with the Blackhawks and the Connor Bedard standings at the bottom of the entire NHL. But a very dominant first period from the Blackhawks, not only scoring two goals, but they led fourteen to five in shots on goal, and I, I honestly don't know if the Blackhawks have had a first period like that all year long. So definitely nice to see them come out of the gate with some fire on Friday night, and that carried over into the early part of the second period as well. As a little over three minutes in, Andreas Athanasiou and Taylor Radish both scored in a fifty-three second span to put the Blackhawks ahead four to nothing. And it fully looked like uh, that the route was on. But in typical Chicago Blackhawks fashion, you know, we just can't have nice things. After jumping ahead four to nothing, we did start to see momentum swing in the favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And by the end of the period, Columbus had finally gotten on the board with a goal from Marchenko on the power play. Penalty kill struggles continue to plague this Blackhawks team. And then early in the third period, too, Columbus... Went on to add another from Anders Bjork. And then Boris Kachuk could have been really a talking point of this game had the final outcome been different. Boris Kachuk lost his absolute marbles late in this game on Friday night. And, you know, with the Blackhawks having won just one game so far in the month of December, um, probably not the time for Boris Kachuk to be absolutely losing his mind out there. I don't know what he was thinking, but put the Blackhawks shorthanded a couple of times there with the game on the line in the third period. Columbus had a five-on-three man advantage, trailing by only two goals. Fortunately, the Hawks' penalty kill pulled it together and got a much-needed kill. That kind of uh, deflated Columbus a little bit, and then the Hawks wound up striking with a power play goal of their own in the third period from Jonathan Taves, and that practically sealed the deal. So uh, not the smartest decisions from Boris Kachuk. Fortunately, it wound up not mattering, but Uh, I do wonder if that's going to cost him a spot in the lineup tonight against the Hurricanes. We'll have to wait and see once the Blackhawks hit the ice for their morning skate. But finally, the Blackhawks get back in the W column, folks snapping their eight-game losing streak and their 11-game skid at the United Center. They now move to 8-20-4 through 32 games, which still has them dead last in the entire NHL in both points percentage and total points. All right, there is my recap of the Blackhawks sneaking in a victory against Columbus on Friday night. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about the three point performance from both Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, plus Alex Stalock's impressive return between the pipes. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs this season. You can find all of the latest developments game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because it's both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager, and they literally have everything from the NHL, NBA, college basketball, college football, bowl season, they have UFC and all MMA. They have boxing and even golf. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device right now to learn about all of the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into some of my stats and takeaways that I had following the 5-2 victory over Columbus on Friday night. First, the Blackhawks moved to 92-8-5 all-time when Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane both score a goal. And both guys wound up with three-point nights at the United Center against Columbus. Kane, of course, picked up two of those points right out of the gate in the opening 20 minutes. And I kind of had a feeling he was going to break out in a big way here sometime soon. I actually made a nice little wager on Patrick Kane over one and a half points at plus 175, I think it was. For that to hit in the first period, it was a very sweet Friday night indeed. But I just felt like he was so due coming into this game. I mean, the fact that he was shooting, you know, under 4%, I think he had nine shots on goal in their uh, loss leading into this game on Friday. He had been very aggressive. He'd been shooting the puck. He'd been getting his looks. Finished product just wasn't there. That's kind of been the problem with this Blackhawks team all season long. So I really felt that uh, Patrick Kane was was due, and it was really nice to see him, A, find the back of the net finally, and uh, B, have another multi-point performance to lead the Blackhawks to victory. We haven't seen enough of either of those things so far here this season. And then for Taves, he continues to prove everyone wrong with his play early on this year. And with a goal and two assists on Friday night, he now has six points in his last six games. He's up to 11 goals on the season, which is tied for Max Domi for the team lead. He's now got 20 points in 31 games. So great to see Taves being this productive for a Blackhawks offense that really struggles. Like, considering all the Blackhawks have gone through, that's what I think makes you know, six points in six games, you look at the total output that the Blackhawks have had in the majority of those, it's been one or two goals. So the fact that Taves is finding a way to semi-consistently produce, I mean, heck, Patrick Kane's numbers are even down. So uh, what Jonathan Taves has been able to do this season, I, I think it's very impressive. And it has me wondering what other teams are are thinking about him and how they sort of value him as we're just kind of a couple months away from the trade deadline. I think if Taves does decide to waive his no movement clause, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Blackhawks are trying to get and also what they would actually command if a move winds up being made. But, anyways, great to see Taves have a massive night like this. Great to see him and Kaner have a vintage three point performance. Uh, I also wanted to mention to Jonathan Taves, in addition to the offensive output that he's had this season, he's still first in the entire NHL as he's been practically all season long in terms of face-off win percentage. He's now up to 65.5% on the season. The next closest is Claude Giroux at 62.2%. So dominant stuff at the face-off dot from Jonathan Taves per usual. Uh, and he's demonstrating that he could still provide plenty of value to uh, whatever team he winds up playing for in the future. And yeah, been really nice to see him return to this type of play after all the struggles that he went through, particularly in the first half of last season. I also wanted to talk about the performance from Alex Stalock and his return between the pipes on Friday night, his first start since November 1st against the New York Islanders when he suffered that concussion in a collision with Casey Zizekas. Uh, But not only did Stalock stop 27 of the 29 shots that he faced to earn the victory, but it was also nice to see him back to being his usual entertaining self, you know, being super aggressive, All together as a goaltender, just very aggressive goaltending, coming out to play the puck when maybe he shouldn't. And it leaves some Blackhawks fans holding onto their chairs, like, What are you doing, bud? But I'm not going to, excuse me, coffee hiccups. You consistent (laughs) listeners know when I get to talking for about 15, 20 minutes consistently myself, all the air that I breathe in gives me hiccups. But yeah, very nice to see Staylock just back on his uh, usual bullshit. I guess I will say, pardon my French there, but coming out to play the puck, being super aggressive. He was also kind of mixing it up in some scraps and jawing with some blue jackets and what was actually a, a pretty chippy game. And I really just had forgotten how much fun it was to witness the Alex Stalock experience. He certainly did not disappoint in his first start back in a month and a half. Uh, so awesome to see him, you know, back to his usual antics and also Back to performing well for the Blackhawks, he only had, I believe, eight appearances prior to suffering suffering the injury, but he had been pretty good out of the gate, and he was solid once again on Friday night against Columbus, I thought, uh, picking up the win, and he was also given the belt in the locker room for his performance in his first game back. So great to have Alex Daylock back for the Chicago Blackhawks as their number two netminder. And I was also really impressed just with several other guys in this victory on Friday night. It really feels like uh, the games have been few and far between where the full committee, I thought, had had a really solid performance. Like, Max Domi also had a two-point night. I thought he had a really good night on that top line with Patrick Kane. A goal and an assist, of course, I already mentioned. The goal has him tied with Jonathan Taves for the team lead with 11. Uh, Andreas Athanasiou, I thought, also had his best game in, Maybe a month. Like, I know that he had been dealing with a death in the family, which is quite unfortunate, but it it just felt like his head and his effort and intensity hadn't been there for the past couple of weeks. And Friday night was his best showing in quite some time. Uh, That third line of he, Dickinson, and Lafferty, I thought were excellent. And Athanasiu cashed in for his seventh goal of the season and his first. In the last 11 games, he needs to get back to scoring goals a bit more frequently for this Blackhawks offense that desperately needs some production out of that bottom six. Um, Also, Taylor Radish wound up potting his 10th goal of the year. He continues to flash strong goal scoring ability. I had mentioned the strong performance by the third line of Athanasiu, Dickinson, and Lafferty. Sam Lafferty picked up an assist in this game to snap a 16-game point route. Uh, he was off to an awesome start with Jason Dickinson, and both of those two guys have been pretty quiet over the last month or two. So nice to see Lafferty back on the stat sheet. Uh, Tyler Johnson also picked up an assist, and he now has eight points in 10 games this season. He's been very productive, one healthy. I thought Isaac Phillips was really solid and looking at his analytical numbers. They were you know, pretty impressive. He was on the ice for 14 shots on goal four to just three against. In terms of scoring chances. He was on the ice for 11-4 to just four against. He was also on the ice for two goals, four and zero against. So uh, a really solid night by a lot of the committee in the Blackhawks' 5-2 win over Columbus. Now, before I wrap up the show today, folks, I do also want to be sure to get in a quick preview of tonight's matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena. and. Blackhawks are going to have their hands filled, folks. Carolina is up to 22-6-6 and on the season, thanks to eight consecutive victories coming into tonight's game, which has them in first place in the Metropolitan Division and second place in the entire Eastern Conference, which is absolutely loaded once again. And if you've been watching the Blackhawks over the last couple of years, kind of Going back to the COVID-shortened 2021 season when they were in the same division as Carolina, they have struggled mightily against this Hurricanes team, really, since they've emerged as a legit Stanley Cup contender. And in the first meeting of the season back on November 14th, uh, the Blackhawks got blanked three to nothing as Kochetkov pitched a 27-save shutout in net. And that was also, if you remember, kind of the turning point in the season, that's when things really started to go south for the Blackhawks was after, excuse me, that 3-0 loss to Carolina. That's when things truly started to fall apart. Uh, So considering how the Blackhawks have fared against the Hurricanes in recent years, also Hurricanes have won eight in a row coming into this one, uh, a lopsided victory in the first meeting. I think it's going to be a pretty tall task uh, to even ask the Blackhawks to hang around with the Hurricanes on the road tonight, it feels like. Um, It's just been an issue for this team to hang in there with them. So. If they could score two goals, I'd honestly be a happy camper. That has not happened much against the Hurricanes the last few years. Let me sneak in some coffee there real quick. And looking at some of the numbers for the Hurricanes, by the way, offensively, uh, they've been a bit more challenged in that department than I think anyone would expect, especially if, if you go and look at their record and see them on top of the Metropolitan Division. They enter tonight 27th in the NHL on the power play and also 20th in goals scored per game. And with the amount of weapons that they have in their forward group, uh, that was certainly a bit surprising to me. But for how strong they are defensively, it kind of makes up for it. And that's really been the hurricane strength over the last few seasons. We know they they have offensive talent. They can score goals as well. But I think their biggest strength uh, is always their defense and goaltending. That's really what's been strong for them, again, ever since they've emerged as Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, The Hurricanes rank 12th in the NHL on the penalty kill coming into tonight and 6th in goals against per game. And if Kachetkov is back in net, Blackhawks got to look out because he's been phenomenal this season. He's 10-1-4 with a 1.94 GAA and 9.28 save percentage with three shutouts. And of course, one of those came against the Blackhawks earlier this season. Even if he's not in that, though, anti Ranta has been really solid the last few years, former Blackhawk, of course. And uh, we'll, we'll see if Coach Rod Brindamore winds up going with Ranta. Uh, I feel, though, it's pretty likely that Kachetkov's going to be in there after the Christmas break. But regardless of who's in that, the Blackhawks definitely need to be aggressive every time the puck is on their stick in the offensive zone. They need to be firing the puck. That needs to be a focal point because if they're too passive, I really could see this being either another shutout or uh, a one goal allowed performance from either Kochetkov or Ronta in net for Carolina. In terms of who the Blackhawks are going to be rolling out there tonight, uh, I am recording this prior to the morning skate and considering we've had three days off in a row here, it's kind of just some guesswork at the forward lines and the D pairings. But after the showing on Friday night against Carolina and an explosion for five goals. I would expect that coach Luke Richardson, isn't going to be mixing things up all that much. Uh, I think Tyler Johnson, Max Domi and Patrick Kane will likely remain the top line. Kirsh, Taves and Radish as they've been for quite some time. Now will stay as the second. Athnasiu, Dickinson and Lafferty had a really good game against the blue Jackets. I'd expect them to remain as the third line. What's going to happen on the fourth line is really going to be interesting though. Um, We'll see if Boris Kachuk and his stupidity on Friday winds up costing him a spot in the lineup, Uh, or, or if Colin Blackwell is going to be back in there. It's going to be interesting. There's five guys in the bottom six that could be in the lineup and only three spots for them. So that's the one thing of the forward group to really keep an eye out for during the morning skate And then defensively, I expect to see Jake McCabe and Seth Jones on the top defensive pairing once again. Isaac Phillips, who I just mentioned, had a really strong game against Columbus. I think he'll be on the second pairing with uh, Connor Murphy. The third pairing is really what's interesting. I get playing Jack Johnson against the Columbus Blue Jackets, his former team, and he has ties there and all that stuff, but he shouldn't be playing tonight over Caleb Jones. Just absolutely should not be happening. Jack Johnson has played in all 32 games here so far this season. And he's been one of their worst defensemen. I mean, go and look at the analytics. I, I look at the advanced stats every game. Jack Johnson is never in the positives in terms of expected goals for or any of that stuff. He has not been good. And I get he's a little in over his head at this point of his career, but we shouldn't be playing him over Caleb Jones. I don't care how much you hate Caleb. He should be playing and getting opportunities over a veteran like Jack Johnson on this particular Blackhawks team. So I'd really like to see Caleb Jones in there on the third defensive pairing tonight with the man Ian Mitchell right beside him as he's had back-to-back strong showings, in my opinion. We'll have to wait and see if Coach Luke Richardson agrees with me, but I would really like to see Jack Johnson used as the seventh defenseman, not only tonight, but more frequently for the Blackhawks the rest of the way. And then in that, I'd guess it would be Peter Morazik, especially considering he played for Carolina from... Uh, 2018 to 2021. The numbers have not been good for Mrazek so far this year. But historically in his career, when facing the Carolina Hurricanes, he's been really solid against them. So uh, I'd expect that Mrazek is probably going to get the start tonight, and uh, he's going to have to be sharp in there if the Blackhawks want any hope of upsetting one of the best teams in the entire NHL in the Carolina Hurricanes tonight out in Carolina at PNC Arena. All right, folks. I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, December twenty seventh episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free right now wherever you're listening to your podcast, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start off your day. Now for your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with experts that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at and Hockey. all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.